This is Dan Myler, host of the longest-running Dynasty Fantasy Football podcast in the industry, the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Join me and my co-hosts, Ryan McDowell and Matt Price from DynastyLeagueFootball.com as we use 60-plus years of Dynasty experience to analyze news, walk through startup and team-building strategies, and highlight trade targets to keep you on top of your Dynasty League year-round. It's a different topic each week on the DLF Dynasty Podcast, but the common theme is always the same, helping you build the ultimate Dynasty roster. Join me, Dan Myler, along with Ryan McDowell and Matt Price, each week, year-round, for the DLF Dynasty Podcast. Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a trading problem. I am Rocky Petrella, and I also have a trading problem. I'm super flex, dude, and I have a trading problem, and Peter Howard should really be taking notes on how to guest on this freaking show. This is how you start the show, Peter Howard. Super <laughs> flex, dude. Super flex, dude. Would it be a show with Peter Howard if it started off the right way? <laughs> like... Oh, hey, yeah. I had multiple people like, yes, I am three minutes in the show and I've been laughing the whole time already. I'm like, that's just happened when Peter's around. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think he does it on purpose. He's wonderful. That's all that matters, whether it's on purpose or it's just his own charming personality. No one knows. Yeah. But hey, everybody, and welcome to session 236 of the Trade Addicts podcast, a member of the DLF family of podcasts, also a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. The DAP Network, if you will, and we will. I mean, we are usually pretty pro no trade deadline on this show. (laughs) Of course, we're talking fantasy football leagues. We love no trade deadlines. But today, in the real, I almost said in the real football, in (laughs) NFL, in actual football, yes, Today was the trade deadline, and man, was there some trades. Like, usually there's one or two, and, you know, like every year, oh, Brandon Cooks is going to be on the move. Brandon Cooks isn't on the move. Uh Oh, Brandon Cooks wasn't at practice today. He's definitely on the move. Brandon Cooks isn't on the move. But there were so many people that were. And, but no, hold on. Calm, breathe. Don't get too excited. Screw that. I'm excited, but still. Hey, John, why don't you let everyone know who you are, what you do, and where they could find what you do before we just go nuts about the trades that went today? Oh, man. Yeah, I was I was all ramped up to 
talk about these. Um, but yeah, John Hoke, Superflex Dude on Twitter, host of the Superflex Super Show, ranker and occasional writer at DLF. And uh, I also run the ADP mock drafts um, for Superflex, Dynasty Superflex. Uh, for dynastyleaguefootball.com and i'm starting those this week so jump in please yes uh this will probably be out wednesday night because i am lazy and don't feel like doing it during the day <laughs> so check twitter check john at superflex dude on twitter to he always tweets out that he's looking for people so go join have some fun and shape the value of dynasty football players by joining these mocks that's what they do yeah. These mocks go into ADP, they go into the trade analyzer, they go into the lifeblood of information about dynasty fantasy football players. You can be part of that. You can. <laughs> and it's vitally important right now because I don't know about you guys, but I don't have a freaking clue how to value anything. Anyone other than like, you know, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> it. Jamar Chase is still up there. Calm yeah. Down. Yeah. He got hurt, but he's still up there. Actually, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Well, at this point, it's probably going to be in a little while. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we have a lot of NFL trades to get to before we get to the trade addicts trades. So let's just, let's just go. All right. I'm going to read all of them that I have written down, and then we will go and talk through whichever ones we feel like talking about. Kadarius Tony got traded to the Chiefs. TJ Hawkinson got traded in division to the Vikings. That was so weird. Did not see that coming. Chase Claypool to the Bears. I was weirdly happy to see him moved. A, yay Justin Fields. B, yay George Pickens. But we'll get to that. Okay, 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 okay. (laughs) When I woke up this morning, never would I have, never did it enter my mind. We're going to hear some Calvin Ridley news today. (laughs) First of all, go Falcons for getting a 24 second for Calvin Ridley, who at, when he comes back, I believe will be 28 and not having played in almost two years. Now, don't get me wrong. This isn't like Michael Thomas where he's been hurt this whole time. So he's healthy. I'm sure he's ready to go, but still good for, yeah. And plus, yeah, Calvin Ridley being next to Christian Kirk and getting all them Trevor Lawrence targets. Let's go. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Trade Addicts Pod. Watch me dance right now. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. All right. Also, Naheem Hines to the Bills. Well, I guess I'll skip down. And Zach Moss to the Colts. Jeff Wilson to the Dolphins. And Chase Edmonds to the Broncos. It's so funny that those were like dominoes connecting things. Okay. I want to start at the very top. This happened before today also, but I I still want to mention it. Kadarius Tony went to the Chiefs. Now, I have to believe, Rocky, that after the past few weeks, your dislike of Juju Smith-Schuster has to have diminished a little bit. Oh, yeah. I I, I, I don't dislike him as much as you think I do, Russ. I know. It's really just fun to feed into it. Yes. Are we worried that they brought in a wide receiver that while they're nothing alike... It's just another wide receiver that maybe a gadget play takes away from an intermediate pass from Smith-Schuster. Like, does this affect your idea of Juju going forward? Well, I guess just for this year because he's only on a one-year deal. It it doesn't for me. I I, I view Tony as just one of those 
that group of guys that you were saying that are going to occasionally pop up, like Miko Hardman having his three-touchdown game a couple weeks ago or something like that. Maybe Tony does that here and there. I still think of the wide receivers, Juju's going to be the, the closest thing to a consistent guy, and even he's not. He's He started off really poorly and then kind of boomed a little bit here the last couple of games. I'm, I, I still don't think it takes that much away from him, though. I think the, Tony, first of all, has to stay on the field. Uh, he's barely been able to do that for a year and a half. Uh, and and then, you know, I, I just think he's going to be mixed in there. Kelsey's obviously going to get his over over Kadarius Tony. I still think Juju's going to be the most targeted wide receiver of the group. And then, you know, it's Tony, it's Nicole, it's maybe Sky Moore eventually. But I don't think anybody's... Even Juju, I I don't think he's going to sustain what he's done the last couple of weeks, but I think he's going to be the guy that gets the most targets. And and the others, are you just you're praying because they're in the KC offense with Patrick Mahomes that you get a, a boom flex week out of them or something like that. All right, so let's say you have a strong contender and you want to add some good wide receiver depth to your team. I think for almost most players, we just don't bother asking about twenty three first seat anymore because they're just way too out of control. Would you, John, give a 24 first for Juju right now? I would not. I I just don't trust the role enough. I, I mean, I agree with Rocky that he's going to be the most consistent at, out of that wide receiver group, but that's just, it, it's kind of, it's the same as saying Isaiah Pacheco is a starting running back. It's like, <laughs> it, technically, <laughs> technically, <laughs> yeah. it's like it just doesn't doesn't really mean much, you know. So, yeah, I, 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 I the other thing about it is just the white the nature of the wide receiver position. There's just arbitrage all over the place. I don't. There aren't very many guys that I would give. A, you know, a, a 20, 23 first for, and then, you know, the, the universe expands a little bit for 2024, but still not by a lot. There's just cheaper ways to find that production. Yeah. I'm thinking if I, okay, so here's the thing. Like if I have Juju on a team that isn't necessarily competing, I'm not in a rush to get rid of him because he's still like 18 years old. Um, but I, like a 23 and a 24 second, I feel like that's not a scoffed at offer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it gets it done, but at least I think that's a good starting point. Because, well, I think two 23 seconds, if one of them seems early, probably will get it done. But like 23 second, 24 second, like, does that feel okay to you, Rocky? For Juju? Yeah. Sorry, I get distracted. My son was giving me World Series updates. Um <laughs> Phil, Philly's up seven nothing. By the way, the world nice. series. I don't know what that. Uh, uh, so, uh, Juju, twenty three, twenty four second. Yeah, that seems fine to me. I, I, I'd give two seconds for Juju. I'm not giving more than that. I agree with Johnny's. I, I don't want to give even a twenty four first for him. But, uh, but yeah, that 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 seems fine. Two seconds is is worth it. I think he's going to have more. Of the like I said, he said I think two. 100 yard and a touchdown games in a row going into the bye. Uh, again, that that's not sustainable, but but he's going to get his more than than any of those other guys. Do you guys so. feel? Do you feel like a, a like a 2023 20, third and a 2024 20, second? Does that get Juju? Because that's kind of what I'd be comfortable paying. No, I I mean if I don't think I I would get I don't think I would give away Juju for a second and a third. I don't care what year they're in. 
Yeah, yeah I, I, that still seems kind of light to me because and I think especially coming off his two best games of the season too, you can argue he needed time to work with Mahomes, yada yada yada. So I, I mean, not to say that I think he's going to put up twenty something points every single week, but yes, like <laughs> that is a new offense for everyone out there because again, you don't replace Tyreek Hill. That's not how this works. And if you're one of those people who's like Kadarius Tony starting out as a gadget player, so just like Tyreek did. Don't even pump those brakes. Just slam that bad boy right to the ground. Like, no, no, no. Hmm. Would you give him up for those two seconds, Russ, as a, as a juju truther? On the, on the right team for the right two seconds? Yeah, I think I would. Just because yeah. I don't th- like. Okay, he's 25. Let's say he finishes this season as a top 20 wide receiver. Like, I'm not even, like, shooting for the stars here. If he finishes top 20... And consistent top 20, not like 80 points one week and six points the rest. Like if he can stick between 22 to 14 points per game for the rest of the season, I think he, his value will go up. And I think he will reach a late first of in 24 as a value. But if I want my picks now, I'll take two twenty three seconds instead of a late first next year. I. Yeah, I, I think I would do it. I don't know if I'd feel great about it, but me being me and me having a bunch of juju shares, I would probably just be like, eh, what the hell? <laughs> Again, yeah, but... Yeah. All right. So Rocky and I have been very big TJ Hawkinson people for... Well, we were. Like, we, we I mean, at least I had pretty much given up, and I know you have at least I, turned I it down, have, if yeah. not completely given up as well. It was huge so, before last season. Not yeah. As, not as much yeah. now. So yeah. We were both ready for it before last <laughs> yes. season, and it did not happen. Nope. <laughs> so now he moves to the Vikings, where Irv Smith was seeing some action. Like, he was starting to get worked back in after his 16th injury in the past 47 weeks. That was a random time frame I just gave. <laughs> um, all right. That, like, I, that threw me off. Like, again, when you don't pay for a player, especially at this point, and not use them. Like, I'm not at all worried about Justin Jefferson. That's not where I'm taking this. But is Hawkinson now the number two? Because I know Phelan did something to himself, but I don't know how serious he got hurt. But, like, is Hawkinson the number two there now? Like, is that, like, are we worried about Thielen? And if Thielen were hurt, I mean, are we just, KJ Osborne won't be a thing to replace him like he was late last year also? Like, I don't know. Someone talk and tell me how they feel about TJ <laughs> Hawkinson on the Vikings because I, I'm i trying not to let my hopes go up, I think is what it is. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think it's an upgrade. He, I think... I think there's less significant options around him. You know, you had Swift, you had, uh, you had, uh, I'm blanking, Amonra, God, Amonra St. Brown, uh, who's back now, and you're going to have Jamison Williams coming in, and now you have a fading Adam Thielen, you know, besides Justin Jefferson, obviously, you have a fading Adam Thielen, and KJ Osborne is a nice little player, but isn't, you know, commanding crap loads of targets. So uh, I think it's I think it does make him the number two essentially. Uh, it's not like Thielen was was rock solid here even before getting banged up and and depending on a what thirty two year old to stay healthy uh, is probably not a great bet anyway. So yeah, I, I think it's a slight upgrade. I think it's a better offense. Like Cousins is a better quarterback than Goff. Uh, 
and I, I think he'll get a little bit, a slight bump in targets. I mean, I don't expect him to like move in like the way we were before last season, like, oh, he's going to move into Mark Andrews type range, which is what we were uh, all hoping. But, but I, I definitely think it, it, it's no worse than a lateral move. And, and I think it keeps him kind of entrenched in that top five, but not sort of elite tier. Irv Smith onto IR with an ankle sprain. Yep. Yep. Which I mean, a, a four week injury, typically that high ankle sprain. So Eight like to this really, that's I mean, what that's what MFL is saying. Um, but the past uh, few weeks, six, four, five, four, four were his target numbers. Yeah. I think it has to be better than that, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so here we go. This is the question. You know, let's do it. Late, Rocky. First of all, your twenty-three first got moved again in TA one, which is (laughs) spoiler alert is the sleeper trade of the week this week. And I've decided every single time that pick does get traded, but until the draft, it will be the sleeper trade of the week. Would you? Let's pretend this this pick got moved back to you. Would you trade your one twelve for TJ Hawkinson right now? I think I have TJ Hawkinson in that league, but that's um, not the point. <laughs> <Rocky>. <laughs> um, what I so it's probably the one eleven or one twelve. But I moved that for TJ Hawkinson. Don't 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 start this humble crap now. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone too far with this. It is the one twelve. <laughs> Well, John's got a pretty good team. John in TA1 has a pretty good team. But anyway, uh, that's tough. I think I would. I I feel like I I I was going to say I feel like I shouldn't have to, but I'm not sure. Yeah. After the trade, I think he gets a bump. And I, I think a lot of people who have him might might kind of be like me and you and, and are Hawkinson believers. Uh, so it might be tough to get him for anything less than that. I, I'd probably try and get him for 24 first. Um, but a, a league like that where I feel pretty confident that's no – being humble, that that's no worse than the 109 or 110 uh, and, and maybe higher, maybe lower uh, than I, I – think I would, especially in a trade addicts league where it's 1.75, because I do think he's going to get a nice amount of targets from a good quarterback. So what you are telling me, most importantly, is you will not trade TJ Hawkinson for Kenyon Drake and Deonta Foreman. No, not at all. That's that's <laughs> the offer that Russ sent to me earlier today. I, I'm like, Russ, what do you think? That, I, do you think this is a downgrade for Hawkinson? What are you sending me here? I don't even know. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> Like at this point, I send Rocky bad offers as a joke just to see how he's doing. And then, of course, he replies to me, I wish I could say I was surprised by your bullshit. (laughs) But he's not at all. All right. How do you feel, John, about TJ Hawkinson in Minnesota? Do you think it bumps him up to being all right? I'm not even going to bother saying one of those top tier tight ends because we have two and one of them isn't even doing it right now. (laughs) Um, But hey, Pitt scored another touchdown. So but do you put him now in that like at least that second tier of like, okay, I think this guy will at least be very good every week. No, nah, I'm not even there. Standards. I want to, I want to just yeah. put a little bit more specificity on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even there with him. I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty small tier, um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty exclusive to me, even for those, uh, for both of the top two tiers at tight end. And, and he just doesn't, 
he doesn't get there for me. Like, I mean, I think it's probably kind of like a, like if, if you want to call him the second target for Kirk cousins, I think it's like a two a kind of at best, like there's still going to be those weeks where it's KJ Osborne. There's still going to be weeks where Thielen gets involved. It's, you know, there are going to be weeks where they they're, you know, they're throwing to the running backs more like that. I, I just, I don't know that TJ Hawkinson is ever going to be, the type of player who commands enough targets to be that consistent. And it, it kind of doesn't matter what the offense is because he's been in this type of offense before, you know, and he still, it was, it was still pretty spotty. So I think he just kind of settles in as one of those guys that, you know, kind of a streamer plus type of guy. Yeah. I am at the point where I am going to be cautiously optimistic. Like I've been saying this entire time where I want it to be a thing, but I I am not ready whatsoever to actually believe that it will be. Yeah. Because like name, 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 Kyle Rudolph caught a lot of touchdowns, you know, two years ago ish, two, three years ago. I can't even remember anymore. Time is an illusion. It's just a social construct. It doesn't really mean anything. Um, whenever that was, he caught a lot of touchdowns. Irv Smith has been getting the four or five targets that Hawk has been getting on his team. Mm-hmm. And while we do think that is going to increase, especially with you know Irv being gone and if Thielen does miss time, like I do think he will be good. Um, ever since coming into this league, Hawk his fantasy value has never really caught up to his dynasty value. Yeah. And I feel like it just had, but there are even still some people who are like, well, it's TJ Hawkinson. You know, he came into the league and he was going to be the next big thing. So I don't care that that was four years ago. It's just the way it is. Like it it finally like evened out. And now I think it didn't even out for very long. I (laughs) I, I think his dynasty value is going to get a little too high and I don't really want to pay that clearly i want to pay Kenyon drake and deonta foreman for for tj hawkinson man i could not think of his first name and it's just two letters Whew. all right let's move on chase claypool to the bears i love this because i i mean i already said this before but like i've always been a fan of justin fields the player and i love that while he will still have to throw the ball in like a second and a half after getting it because that offensive line is so bad and not to call chase Claypool great or anything, but it's better than Velas Jones being the only player they brought in. Like I'm glad it's something because he's looked pretty good. You know, the past three games, he's had over 20 attempts. At least I think that's what it is. Three or the four, out of the last four or something like that. He's broken 20 attempts. He's hitting around that 200 yard mark. I mean, let's face it this year wasn't meant to be good for that offense. We knew that coming in based on the fact that they did nothing to improve the <laughs> offense. Like, so yeah, like you, I, blah, but like here they might, they might be willing to do something for that offense. And while again, I don't think this year is going to be anything great. I like that. They're starting to do something because if he's getting better, if they're opening up the offense a bit, I'm glad they gave him someone I still have faith in Darnell Mooney not being bad. I don't even need him to be very good anymore. But like he's had a, most of the past few games, he's had like maybe four catches for over 50 yards, which again, not bad. And I'll take that. So I love this. I love this. I have no interest in acquiring Chase Claypool in, in, in Dynasty. I kind of want to acquire Justin Fields because of this even more than I already have been. So like that's something I might be doing. 
But, um, I mean, whoever feels like, you know what, John, you're the guest. I should let you go first, I guess. Um, how does this make you feel about any, well, no, let's stick with the, uh, the bears first. The bears. Yeah. yeah let's uh, the bears. Let, let's stick with them. How does this make you feel about any of them? Yeah. Like, uh, like you said, I think that, uh, the, the big winner is Justin Fields, just, you know, by virtue of doing anything to freaking help this kid. <laughs> um, finally, <laughs> uh, and, and I mean, like he kind of had to show out with nothing in order for them to finally make a move but you know the the fact that his arrow was already pointing up and now you get him not only do you get him another weapon but like now you get kind of that the big body you know red zone threat that you didn't you were supposed to have with Cole Komet but kind of didn't you know it just kind of adds a dimension to that to that offense um you know the the downfield stuff high uh the uh contested catches like you get all that as well but the big thing they were really kind of missing is what happens when you get down around you know get into the red zone get down around the goal line and uh yeah just having that target i think is going to make a pretty big difference so yeah i i like it for everyone involved yeah i mean i'm with you too and Again, I'm not that interested in Claypool himself, but the uh, Justin Fields, I was just looking. The first week he got 20 attempts, and he's gotten every week since then was week four. Just clearing that low bar of 20 attempts, he's he's the QB six since week four, averaging over 20 attempts instead of getting like 11 and and 15 and things like that. So I, I just... And that's what, like we said, with nothing to, to throw to. Claypool's better than nothing. So even if I'm not a Claypool fan. So, uh, yeah, it just it gives you hope, too, that going forward the, the, that he's going to be the guy and that they will build around them even more. Uh, so that's the big takeaway for me is Fields. And then, obviously, there's the Pittsburgh end where we now have Pickens as, as basically the two there um, with Deontay, of course, as the one. So. <clears throat> keep going. Uh, well, first, no, before you keep going, um, let's pretend you were going to, man, before the trade, when he was on Pittsburgh, would you have sent a second for Chase Claypool? 23 second? No. Now that he's on the Bears, would you send a second for Chase Claypool? No. No. <laughs> Put it out there. Um, Maybe if it's tracking late, I'd probably consider that. I, honestly, I'd probably send a late second for almost anything at this point if, if I think it's going to get me points. Um yeah. So does that mean you would sell him for pretty much any second? Mm-hmm. I would, yes. Yep. I don't have any Claypool, but I Can't would. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Okay. Now, Rocky, keep going. Go on to Pittsburgh. How you think this affects things over there? Yeah, I mean, it's just it's obviously mainly good for Pickens. Uh, you should get a you know more playing time, bigger target share. I mean, I don't love anybody for this year, including Deontay. I was nervous about Deontay coming into the season, and that's kind of borne out with Trubisky and and Pickett not being very good, the offensive line not being very good. So I don't think it really means much for for 2022, other than maybe we get to see a little more splash plays from Pickens here and there. But I I don't think either guy is going to be a consistent option. As much as I love Deontay, I'm really hoping that next year we get to see uh, him back to form with hopefully either improvement from Pickett, improvement from the line, or both. Uh, I don't think obviously Deontay's any worse, but it's just, you know, I got to, to see that team up close and they're just not very good. So, <laughs> um, uh, you know, when they played the Eagles this past week, so I, 
I, obviously Pickens is a beneficiary. I, I wouldn't be buying Pickens off this though, because he's, everyone's going to say he's, you know, getting a bump out of this. So I'd wait for him to only still have probably like, you know, a hundred yards over the next three games or four games. And, and then, and then maybe try and buy him then. Uh, Cause I do think it's going to look brighter next year, but, but, uh, but for this year only, I don't think it matters much on the Pittsburgh end at all. Just, it's nice that Pickens will get more playing time. 24 first for, for Pickens? I would do that, yes. John? Yep, yeah. Any 20. There. Yeah. yeah, I think I would too. Yeah, yeah, I would. Okay, cool. Um, John, do you have anything to add uh, Pittsburgh style to the rest of that? I think for Dynasty, this helps Najee Harris. I know that that's kind of uh, – it's, it, it's pretty galaxy brain to – come up with a reason to be optimistic about Najee Harris right now, but I I'm that's what I'm here for. So let's, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> the, hey, Hey, so, Hey, who, who was your running back one before the season? Uh, Taylor. No, 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 no. Oh, Saquon. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I, it, it, it happens. I mean, I, I think that you're going to get a bounce back from Najee. I mean, a big part of this, limiting his workload, splitting it with Jalen Warren, something that Mike Tomlin has never done before. It really kind of comes down to the fact that this team is going nowhere. Why are you going to put mileage on a running back on your first round running back on a team that's not even going to come within sniffing distance of the playoffs, like save him for when you, you know, when you fix the rest of this roster and then unleash him. But part of what they were doing with Claypool was running him out of the backfield. And we know that Najee Harris, the big thing that he needs is volume. So it's again kind of galaxy brain, but you know, you're you're you are getting at least in theory some more, you know, touches out of the backfield for Najee Harris. I will accept that purely because I don't remember the last time I heard something positive said about Najee Harris. So I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna roll with it. Nice. All right. Calvin Ridley got traded. I mean, like, I the reason I think I like this is because I think it's good for the team. Because I had it in my head they were drafting a round one wide receiver next year. And they kind of don't have to now. Not to say that Calvin Ridley can walk in and be the stud of studs that he was before he went out. But between Ridley, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones... And Ingram's not terrible right now. Plus, ETN catching out of the backfield. I don't think it's a urgent need at this point. So I kind of like that idea because I still believe in Trevor Lawrence. I love how ETN is playing right now, and I love me some Calvin Ridley. So I, like, I'm I'm here for it. I don't think this changes anything for Calvin Ridley price wise, though. Who the heck knows what that was anyway? But and honestly, this doesn't change anything for Christian Kirk for me either because. If you were thinking long-term he was going to be the number one guy there, I mean, that's just, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone really say that. So that shouldn't really affect anything anyway. Does this do anything for anyone in any way, shape, or form for either of these teams? No. No. Take a note on that, one. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was a wonderful silence. I think you pretty much covered it, Russ. Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. Yeah. And. So the Bills finally go out and get the receiving back. They've been trying to get since J.D. McKissick just cold-shouldered them real bad. 
and they traded for Naheem Hines. I didn't see that. Was it? It had to have been the same deal where Zach Moss went to the Colts, right? Yeah, like, yeah was, it was. It was. I think Moss and a, a late pick for Hines or something like that. Yeah, just making because mm-hmm. you know, I had a lot of annoying work calls towards the end of the workday, and then I was just like, all right, let me just find a list of everything that happened. So it didn't actually list what the trades were, just listed the player movements. So Naheem Hines goes to the Bills. You know, as our buddy Zach Reed always says, the running back one on that team has number 17 on his jersey, so it doesn't really matter who the running backs are. But Devin Singletary's been doing pretty well, and no one else really has. I'm curious if you guys, what you think of Naheem Hines going to the Bills? Like, I, I, I honestly don't even know what to think of this, because it was just fun keeping him as the receiving back in Indianapolis or mm-hmm. getting our hopes crazy high whenever Jonathan Taylor went down. Like I don't think that's the same role that he's that's going to be happening in Buffalo. Like I mean, John, do you have any yeah. strong feelings, good or bad, on this? Um, not really. This this is just like the the way the way the Buffalo Bills approach the running back position. Like they're they're it's like the dynasty equivalent of zero RB, and I just like I don't. It, it, it makes it so hard to care about any of them. And even when they do get a guy like Naheem Hines, who seems like a really good fit, it's like, okay, so are you really going to just completely bail on Devin Singletary and James Cook? And, uh, you know, and, and it, I mean, designed runs for Josh Allen, like all of that stuff goes away and it just gets consolidated by Naheem Hines. I don't, I, I don't buy that. I, I don't think that they could ever convince me of that. Yeah, I, I mean, I pretty much agree with John. I, it's just like, yeah, in Buffalo, running backs don't matter, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why, like you said, they keep trying to seemingly bring in this pass-catching guy when they don't throw to the running backs that often. Uh, I, I do think it kind of shows that uh, James Cook as a, as a first-rounder in rookie drafts was kind of ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> and shock me, was. shock me, shock me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and I, I think I said it in a, in a, in one of the chats I'm in somewhere today that, I mean, even without this, my, I thought, always thought Cook's uh, upside was basically ironically a Naheem Hines like career anyway. So, and that's not a guy I want to be drafted in the first round, but, uh, I, I don't think it helps Hines that much. I think it's a good real life football move for the bills. I think Hines is a really solid NFL player. I don't think it does anything for fans. I don't even know that it takes that much away from Singletary because he's, he's not been that great. And I, I think, if anything, obviously Hines probably projects to usurp more of a more of the Cook uh, role, what as what you know for whatever it was, than 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 Singletary. So, yeah, it's just whatever. They, they, they none of these running backs really mattered. I I have Singletary on a few teams. It could I had a little hope for him because of what happened uh, towards the end of last year. And, and I, I never really believed in cook and he hasn't really, he's had one or maybe two big fantasy games, but I, I think that'll still happen. He'll pop up here and there when he gets a touchdown and occasionally gets a couple passes um, when Hines isn't, but none of these guys, I think you I don't think it know. hurts anyone that much or helps anyone that much. You'll never know when to start any exactly. of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks because from weeks three through six, his uh, Devin Singletary's targets eleven five two five. Like he was getting work out of the backfield, yeah. and he was doing 
rather efficiently on the ground, but yeah, they're never he's never gonna get that many. He had three out of seven games. Only three games he had double digit rushes. Yeah. <laughs> like I they wanted Cook to cut into his workload, but they just couldn't justify it. So I mean now Hines, you know, kind of takes over Cook's role plus like, you know, whatever they wanted to move from Singletary to Cook. So it just it just really just muddies the water more yeah. than it already was. Yeah. All right. We could move on from those guys and talk about even. Wow. So the last two guys to talk about are Jeff Wilson to the Dolphins and Chase Edmonds to the Broncos. I guess Broncos fan. Does this do anything for you? Yeah, this is the best running back on a uh, healthy running back on roster for the Broncos all of a sudden. So, uh, you know, Mike McDaniels gets Mike McDaniel, whatever. Daniel. Uh, yeah, singular, singular. Just one McDaniel, yeah. Yes, yeah, just one just, McDaniel. <laughs> just one, one little Mike McDaniel. Uh, he gets his. Uh, he gets the running back room that he wants. You know, he just he's basically effectively brought over everybody that he had in San Francisco. So, uh, and yeah, the Broncos get a much need a much needed uh, upgrade at running back with Chase Edmonds. I mean, they just had a bunch of the same guy. You know, with Latavius Murray and and Melvin Gordon. I mean, those are just those are power backs, uh, you know, built for a zone blocking scheme that you just don't really have. And uh, you need somebody who catches the ball out of the backfield. You need somebody who, you know, makes people miss, uh, you know, beats um, linebackers to the corner. And, and they just didn't have that. So since Javante went down essentially. So yeah, this is a pretty big upgrade for Denver actually. I liked it. Like, I'm glad you said that because I kind of got a little excited about it because I always liked the idea of Chase Edmonds. And when he was healthy, he did well in Arizona. He just didn't score touchdowns for some reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then James Conner did so well, there was no point in trying to put Chase Edmonds back out there. And then Miami just didn't want to use him. Like they, I don't know why they bothered acquiring him when they just did not even try to put him out there. Yeah. So when I saw him go to Denver, I'm like, oh, wait a second. Javante's not playing right now he might get play and that excites me a little bit like i'm ready for it is it going to be great probably not like jeff wilson like i'm glad what had very little value even before mccaffrey went over there has very little value again on a different (laughs) team (laughs) but yeah like i I, i'm not going to go out and try and acquire chase edmonds anywhere but i do have a couple of shares and i'm a little happy for them but like yeah Yeah. like they just got a little boost Little yeah, bump. A little bit. Makes you feel a little better about it. Yeah. Any, any strong feelings, Rock? No, I mean, yeah, like you said, maybe if you can sell Chase Edmonds for a late second off of this, I'd be doing that. Uh I just think I agree with John, he's probably the best back there, but I you know, what are we talking about with you know Denver's offense this year? So <laughs> does that mean much there? Uh it's not like he's a, a stud and it's not like they've been scoring a ton of touchdowns. So he gets to uh, say this from his seven and oh ivory tower. <laughs> you look like ants from a up with you. <laughs> you know. But uh but yeah, so I think that uh it it's the move would be to try and sell Edmonds and uh 
I guess Jeff Wilson I probably will be relevant again at some point now because we know Raheem Mostert can't last an entire season. So at some point, Jeff Wilson's going to pop up and be scoring three touchdowns for Miami at some point, I'm guessing. So, uh, you know, if you can get Jeff Wilson for a third, I, I might be interested in doing that uh, still. Uh, not that I care that much about Jeff Wilson, but I have a feeling – I have a feeling he's, he could matter later in the year. He could be one of those guys that, like, you know, Mostert goes down. What do they have? It's like him and Gaskin at this point, Ahmed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like. I forget about that guy. <laughs> it's not like there's much to compete with him if Mostert were to get hurt. So, and and, then, and that's a pretty, that is a pretty good offense themselves. But, you know, Tariq and Waddle and, and Tua playing well. So, uh, so I, I think he could be a sneaky kind of very cheap buy that, that nobody's going to care about uh, at this point uh, that I feel like is probably going to be relevant at some point later this year. All right. So normally when a trade goes through the trade addicts leagues while we're recording, I usually try and save it for next week, just in case it's a slow week next week, but we've talked about two out of three of these players already. So we're just going to do it now, right now in TA seven, we just got an email that, uh, Aaron Jones and Kadarius Tony got traded for Najee Harris. On one hand, man, Najee's value. On the I other know. hand, this is a competing team trading away Najee Harris to go acquire Aaron Jones. Like that's what this trade just was. Yeah, like, that's fair. It's so as, as they should, right? <laughs> like, like, do you guys think that this is? a good trade for Najee based on what his value is right now. Like if you're a competing team, you have Najee Harris, you're upset about it. No, you know, without shock, but would you pretty much just trade him away for Aaron Jones and the crossed fingers that Kadarius Tony does something in Kansas city? I'd, I'd like to try and get a, maybe a pick instead of Tony, but, uh, but yeah, I was just pulling up uh, the score trade like scoring. Najee is his season high is 13.9 points. That's <laughs> high. That is average. It's high. Uh, so uh, I totally get this on a competing team. Aaron Jones uh, is the RB9 in trade addict scoring. And he's definitely up and down, but he's been more up than down recently. So uh, I get it. I, I would probably rather have a different piece than Tony. Uh, and, and it's not like, you know, Najee's in his second year, but we've, you know, it's been talked about. He's He's not necessarily young either i think he's like a 24 year old 25 year old second year running back well he came into the league at 24 yeah that's what Mm -hmm. i thought okay so he's 25 now so and it's not like he had a a small workload even in college so uh you know who knows you know how much mileage he has left anyway even though he's only in his second year you know he's a guy that that might kind of you know flame out faster than you'd expect so uh and he's been he's been relatively healthy too, which is is a little surprising given the workload he's had even going back to college. So, so yeah, I I would have no problem doing this if I was a contender. Uh, uh, I'd much rather have Aaron Jones, and if I can get Jones, get better points. And like I said, a, a young you know Tony's a young guy, so some kind of young plus. I'd I'd prefer it be a pick or, or a different player than Tony, but but yeah, I would definitely take the Jones side in that. Yeah, right, well, I probably would, but I, I'm I'm curious what the other team is doing. If like, is this a contender or rebuild or the, somewhere in between? Somewhere in between. Um, 
we'll call it a retooling, the the one that took on Najee Harris from this trade. Okay. Uh, let's see, what is their record right now? I know they are bottom half of the league. Oh, yeah, they're two and six, but yeah. they have a decent amount of points for, but they are far away from being, like, it's one of those cross your fingers, make it to the playoffs, and then anything can happen once you make it to the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know, one of those things. So, yeah, it, it's kind of like just, you know, moving on. Yeah. Um. It just it feels so weird. Like that's really what this comes down to. It, it's not like I'm glad I don't have Najee Harris on any of my teams. I'm glad I had one share and I got rid of him before the season started because I don't know how I would handle this. Because I agree with what both of you has said that this is probably the worst we'll see Najee at. Like get like uh, you know like John said before, getting rid of Claypool will. Hey, Peter, vacated targets for, for Najee <laughs> Harris. Um, you know, it's going to change the offense. It's going to open it up a little bit. If they're smarter, they start moving. they like, go back to the Ben Roethlisberger offense. Snap throw. Snap throw. Snap throw. Like, you know, give him less than two seconds holding onto the ball and let him get rid of it, in which case that gives Najee the ball and he'll stop Pickett from dying. Um, and plus that man just needs to stop, you know, rushing head first. Um but yeah, I think this is what you do. I think this might be the right move. Again, maybe I'd like someone different than Tony, even if it's like the same value, just pick our player. In this in this exact situation, I would want someone who was scoring points, like Adam Thielen, if he were not hurt and they didn't just go out and acquire TJ Hawkinson, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, well, we're doing, we're doing trade addicts trade, so let's just keep going with them. Trade addicts leagues, 12 team super flex, PPR, tight end, PPR. I don't think I said that right. Tight end premium with 1.75. I can't say anything right now. I'm in my head. Words. So many of them <laughs> in a row. Trade addicts leagues are 12 team super flex, PPR, tight end premium with 1.75 points for tight end per per tight end reception. I almost did it with 0.05 points for return yardage, except for TA1 because streaking, man, TA1 still has some trades. First trade we have is, this one confused me, George Kittle for Pat Fryermuth and a third. Mostly because the guy acquiring George Kittle had recently said he was blowing his team up. So I don't understand Mm. the logic behind the trade, but and while I'm pretty out on Kittle in general, honestly, more out after getting McCaffrey, even though better offense is better for the people on offense, Fryermuth in the third still just doesn't feel good. Yeah. I, like, what are you thinking about this, John? Uh, so we're gonna when we talk about Travis Kelsey, I was gonna really kind of get into this, but I have such a hard time caring about tight ends. <laughs> Like it's just, it's so hard to even create the illusion of the advantage that so many people think they're getting with certain tight ends. It's, it's to a point where they're just so interchangeable to me that I will take whichever side comes with a plus. I mean, you know, you're on one hand, you're getting less of a known quantity with Pat Fryermuth. But you are getting some youth, so it's kind of, you know, what it's kind of a give and take. And I mean, there's just there's not not very much that differentiates any of the tight ends beyond 
Kelsey and Andrews. Just uh, FYI, in trade addict scoring, uh, points per game, there is a .95 difference between the two this year. I, was say, I pulled up, yeah. up Friermuth's stats. There are two games in which he got less than five targets, and those are the only two games he scored less than double digits. Fantasy points-wise. Again, this is with the .75 premium, so it might be different from your leagues. But, I mean, his past four, like he missed week six against the Bucks, But from week four, well, screw it. Let's just do his whole season. 16.25, 15.2, 7.6, 20.75, 4.7, missed a game, 21.5, 12.7. Like, okay, the 4.7 also was against the Bills. You, you can't really shame anyone for having a bad game against the bills so he kind of does feel like someone you feel safe playing every week which honestly is a good thing at tight end because there aren't 12 of those so yeah i get going after mooth but i don't i still think if i'm sending kittle away i want more than a third in there but i I, yeah i just think i i i'm kind of a giant i think you're getting similar points here and you're buying back a bunch of years and, and Firemuth is putting up similar points in probably a worse situation with worse quarterback and not that Jimmy's amazing, but worse quarterback, worse line. Uh, they both have, I guess, a decent amount of weapons around them, but yeah, I just, and I think you can expect possible. I mean, this is still only Firemuth's second year. We could expect improvement going forward. Tight ends really don't usually hit their stride until the third or fourth year. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I would definitely, like like John said, just decide with the plus in, in this case. I think it, it seems weird because we think of Kittle as a stud tight end. But in reality, I think they're they're closer than our, our minds want to believe they are. Like, I feel like you, you, I I don't, you know, without knowing how these negotiations went down, I, it seems like you should probably be able to get a bigger plus for Kittle. But I mean, if someone was, was negotiating with me and kind of dug in their heels at Friermuth in a third, I mean, I, I would, I would ultimately do it. Yeah, I think you're right. Because like, I just thought in my head, I'm like, I mean, maybe if it was a second, I would honestly feel fine. Yeah. Really, am I going to let the difference between a second and a third stop me from making the trade? Probably not. Okay, yeah. Right. No, that's fine. Oh, but you know what else is fine? Sleeper, trade of the week. Sleeper, trade of the week. We're going to talk about a trade addict's trade, and it's sponsored by the Sleeper app. That will never not make me happy. <laughs> So happy. All right. Well, this trade, again, like I said before, any trade from now on that has Rocky's first trade, 2023 first traded in Trade Addicts 1 will be the sleeper trade of the week. And I did acquire it a few weeks ago. And yeah, I just traded it away. Um, I went on a Chris Olave offer spree uh, because I went to Chris Olave on a lot of my teams. And I took him in the DLF mock that we're doing right now for ADP. So, man, Chris Olave season second round in a 1QB, by the way. That's I was completely happy taking him. By the sixth pick, so the two oh seven, I think seven something. Yeah, numbers are hard. Um, so the trade we did here was Devonta Smith and the one twelve. Yeah, I'm saying it for Chris Olave. <laughs> John, Devonta Smith and the one twelve or Chris Olave? 
Uh, I'm taking Devonte Smith, man. Um, and it, a big part of it is the the pick itself. Uh, just the fact that at least you know smack dab in the middle of the non point scoring season, I think that you're going to get a projected starter with any first round pick in this class. It's just such a deep class. So you know, I I, I kind of think that basically you would need Alave to basically double the scoring of Devonta Smith to make up for the fact that you just kind of created a hole in your lineup. So, um, of course all this is, you know, predicated on the idea that you don't make another trade, which we know isn't the case, but you know, if, if this were to play out that way, uh, I kind of think that, uh, that you gave up a little too much, um, what this really does is stops me from, drafting Devonta Smith over Jalen Waddle every single time and drafting Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson. That's what this does. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. That's true. Mitigate risk. There you go, baby. Yeah, I'm with John. I think Devonta Smith is underrated in part because of AJ Brown, what he's done this year. Uh, In part, maybe even just because of that bagel he threw up the first week of the season, (laughs) I think stuck in some people's minds. I was just looking again at the scoring I took out week one from, from week two on, he is 0.3 points behind Alave. And I know Alave is a rookie, but Smith's only a second year guy with, with an, a number one on his team and is still scoring 15.5 points a game. Uh, so. And with Devontae's, a quarterback who can't throw, by the way. Exactly. Oh, with yeah. a totally <laughs> inaccurate quarterback. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I just think, Devontae Smith is very good in his own right. And like John said, that 112 is, we've talked about it before on the podcast too. That 112 is going to be like a lot of these 112, 201s, 202s, I think in recent years where you were getting a T Higgins or, 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 or a Michael Pittman or somebody like that. Uh, I moved my picture. Yeah. I got my T Higgins behind me now. That 112, I think is going to be a very good player in this draft. So uh, I, I, I get, you wanting to get a lave, but I think you gave up a little too much. Not as much as he really wanted me to. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I sent, this is the offer I sent, honestly, I sent Smith and the, and the one twelve, and I I love when this happens. They didn't reject the trade, but they sent another offer. I've done that plenty of times. I do that that usually. because I, I don't want to forget the offer they sent me. So if it's more than a one-for-one, one, I'm like, all right, hold on. Let me just keep that up on the trade screen so I remember what they're doing. But then I'll reject it right after. But even I do this sometimes. I'm like, let me just see. Right, me just I'm not saying there. no, but. Yeah. you know, And you said something where I'm like, look, man, like, I like the offer I sent you. I think it's in your favor. I just want a lave on my team. He's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, fine. You know, and accepted it. But so, yeah, he tried. And, yeah, no harm in that. But, yeah. yes, again, I overpaid a bit to get a guy I believe in. Andy Dalton's the quarterback right now. True. And there's no one else besides Kamara to catch the ball. Like, remember that week one and two where they had the healthy Landry and Michael Thomas and how great that was? Like, I, I think that would be good for Olave to have someone else on the field that can catch. Like I, because he was still getting the same amount of targets, but like they'd probably be better targets yeah. if there was someone else to have to defend. So I believe in Alave. I was I was always a fan of him, and I just yeah, I'm good. I'm good with it. I I, I agree with that too, by the way. But and you've often said that about Smith too, and I. 
but that's kind of where I think a lot of it is that he's going to be a solid wide receiver too in fantasy and uh, in real life. I, I think he's best if he if he has some. I don't I don't think his I don't see him being like an alpha on on a team like a you know not that anyone's Jamar Chase, but like that he's going to be the guy commanding like 140 targets or something like that. So. I think I would prefer him as the second best option on a team. And probably he can still be a wide receiver too in that role, kind of like Devontae Smith. See, if this offense gets better and I'm not equating the two players, I can see him being like a Jalen Waddle on the team with Tyreek Hill. Because when was the last time they had a tight end that did anything? You know, when was the, you know, once Kamara's gone, there is no other Kamara like that. Yeah. That's not something you easily replace like, and Michael Thomas is going to age out pretty quickly. So I, I really think that if they stick with their passing game, which they seem like it doesn't matter what their team is, they're going to stick with their passing game, bring in another stud wide receiver. You have those two guys to throw to, and that's all that really matters. So each of them will both get 20 something percent. Mm-hmm. And I think Olave could do a lot of that. A lot with that is better wording um and but like i also agree devonta smith i've always i've been a fan of him you know like i said i drafted a lot of him over jalen waddle and i agree with you but i also think the offense is gonna slow down at some point they're just doing so freaking well that i think maybe we go back to those first few weeks where it was aj brown or devonta smith that does real well like don't get me wrong I'm all for good football and I'm all for Jalen Hurts going crazy. So please keep it going for as long as possible. But I don't think this is a forever thing. So I think Devonta slows down a little bit as well. I don't even know about that though, because one thing about this offense too, though, is they have not needed to score in the second half. Like if people, if any, and we've talked about their, 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 that might've been before the show, but we were talking about their schedule and how easy it is. So maybe that doesn't happen the rest of this year, but but there's probably going to be some games where they need to to throw to stay in it, and that that has not really been the case through the seven and out. Like, well, their quarterback is so bad at throwing that you know it's not going to go well for them anyway. They, there's a stat that's been thrown around here in Philadelphia that they have not trailed in the second half of a game this year. So they they have not needed to throw, and they have not scored a lot of points in the second half. So if, if that changes somewhat over over the second half of the NFL season. Maybe we see maybe we see both doing well more often than not. I mean, I still have plenty of Devonta Smith and AJ Brown, so I'm fine with <laughs> it. And that's your trade of the week, brought to you by Sleeper Fantasy, the fastest growing fantasy football platform in the world. Join a new dynasty league or migrate yours to their platform and enjoy how easy they make it to manage all leagues in one place. Join millions of players today on Sleeper, the number one fantasy football platform. Download the app today to get started. Next, we move on to Trade Addicts Four where it was a thing I teased earlier before. Jamar Chase, Bailey Zappi, and a 24 second for Justin Jefferson. This was a competing team who had Jamar Chase. Didn't want to miss out on those games with Jamar Chase out there. Offered me Chase for Jefferson straight up because I have Justin Jefferson on a really, really, really bad team. That's a lie. I think Rockies is worse. Um, I think he's the 101 and I'm the 102 right now. So take out one of those reallys and then put that onto Rocky's team. Um, And I'm like, 
look, I get it. They should be even, but you need him. So I'm asking for more. And I told him this. I'm just like, you know, yeah. yeah. And I, of course, I sent him something ridiculous, trying to get a 24 first out of him or something dumb like that. And he's like, come on, man. I'm like, all right, fine. And he sends me this. And I'm like, that's like a 24 second. And I would have done it. And he added Bailey Zappi because I have Mac Jones on my team. So I'm like, all right, that's, yeah, okay. I was going to take it. And whatever you added, I was probably just going to say yes. So thank you for it being a second. <laughs> that context is actually really, really helpful uh, because <laughs> this this trade was going to upset me otherwise. I was like, I was, I was over here getting very, uh, very worked up. I was just like, this isn't supposed to happen anymore. Like the whole thing about, you know, uh, everybody runs to Twitter and says, Oh, buy, you know, buy low on this player. If everybody's saying it, it's not actually a buy window. Yep. We aren't supposed to have a buy low window with Jamar chase. We're no. supposed to know better by now that that doesn't actually happen. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, to me in dynasty, those two, they really should be pretty, pretty equal. But I mean, if that's it, 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 turns into a pretty mutually beneficial trade um it's not a huge you know value discrepancy so yeah i'm 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 fine with it based on the way the negotiations went but if that was just you know somebody just sent that offer for justin jefferson i was gonna be like this is the i i thought we were past this stuff i thought we evolved yeah i (laughs) I should have been more vigilant on that one just to see who has chase and be like, you want this guy? But yeah, he just sent it to me and I just had fun with it because it was freaking Steve who is like my fantasy arch nemesis because he keeps beating me in finals. Um, So take that, Steve. I got the best of you on this one, even though it was your offer and I accepted it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Any strong feelings, Rock? No, yeah. I mean, with these two, any plus, I get Jamar Chase might be out for a month, but and especially, like you said, it makes sense with the, the, where the two teams are at. But, yeah, it, even with that, I mean, I wouldn't – if I had Jefferson and I'm competing, I wouldn't trade him for Chase uh, without a significant plus just because I want the points. Yeah. Um, but in general, with those two, it's just – if you can get any plus on either side, they're basically, like, identical to me. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you on that, too, by the way. You know, 1A, 1B, and I don't care which is which. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's move on to Trade Addict 6, where I was probably kind of a little stupid. I traded away Lamar Jackson for Kirk Cousins, DJ Moore, and a 23 second. And the reason I was stupid was because I was bored. So I started sending offers to everyone for Lamar Jackson. And I sent one to Rocky, which I liked a lot more than this one. I know, and I was going, I was probably going to accept it. You should have just sent one to me. Yeah, and then I sent I was this actually one to trade like, for a quarterback. Just, I don't dislike this at all. It did, it did make me happy. Literally, like, I was happy that I actually offered Rocky a trade to pay up for a quarterback that he was considering. It was still a moral victory, even though I didn't get the trade I liked more. <laughs> Do you which, remember what again, the trade was? I can't remember what it was now, but I was. It, it it was didn't like, seem you were crazy trying to get rid of Josh Jacobs on your bad team, right? So I wanted yes. Tua and Jacobs, and I don't remember what the. There was more to the trade. There was a third piece, I think. I don't remember what it is, but that's what it was. And I think I sent one to you, John, for Lawrence and ETN. But yeah, that's right. I think it was it was yeah. gone by the time before you even saw it, I'm sure. Yeah. That's what happens when you send an offer to Shane Manila. Either he <laughs> accepts, rejects it right away, or he just lets it expire. <laughs> I and I wouldn't have done it, and it kind of makes me okay with this trade. I'm I, I I'm really kind of done with Lamar Jackson. Like 
it's so he's so inconsistent and i'm just tired of trying to to fit i it's not even that we're trying to figure out when can we start him i mean we rubber stamped the guy because of the games that he had in weeks two and three i mean you have and then, to start lamar jackson right yeah and then he barely gets you to to double digits you know for like four straight weeks it's like and, and this isn't a new development it has nothing to do with Rashad Bateman. It has nothing to do with Mark Andrews. It, none of it. This is what Lamar Jackson has been throughout his entire career. So, you know, there was the MVP year where he was, you know, more consistent. But for the most part, about half the time you get a high-end QB1. And half the time you get a low-end QB2, you know, maybe even a QB3. That's just kind of what he does. Versus the versus the Browns two weeks ago, he only threw sixteen passes. Yeah, I don't even. I don't mean. I legitimately don't even remember that game anymore. <laughs> like <laughs> my brain has moved on. So I don't even remember that at all. But yeah, that's that's rough because he only put up eleven point nine points. And honestly, besides the fact that TA six is a different beast with what J Mike has done to that league, <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to my best to sort of retool my team without having my first because I can't. So I can't rebuild and. I ended up with Lamar Jackson and I'm just, I've, I've been, I've been trying every once in a while to break him down into a couple of pieces. Mm-hmm. I do think DJ Moore is going to be for real now, maybe not catching 60 yard touchdowns every single week, but I think he will be better. Or if anything else, he's still only 25 again, been in the league for 16 years, but he's only 25. So I, I think he has the ability to at least keep a value of that late first ish. And he's and, had touchdowns two weeks in a row. Who knew PJ Walker would unlock him? Right there, you go. We were waiting <laughs> for the good quarterback, and here it is. Um, so, like, yeah, like I, I did this trade. I saw it go through, and I'm like, ah, yeah, all right, that's fine. You, Kirk Cousins is good. You know, he's like the poster boy quarterback of this podcast at this point. Yes. Um, so he's scoring, and like, my goal is to score points again because I don't have my first and. What happened this week, John? John beat me by three points. Exactly. I I won that game. Yeah, you beat me by Damn three it. points. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to tank in that league. And uh, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what you that. get for starting Travis Etienne and Deonta Foreman. Trade me Apparently. Deonta Foreman. How about that? <laughs> I would. I'd be happy. I'll trade. Yeah, I'll trade Deonta Foreman. I mean, I I. I missed the episode i don't know if you guys talked about the trade where i sent josh jacobs to rocky for malik willis but uh which everybody hated that trade but i'm just like josh jacobs on my roster is the antithesis of what i'm trying to freaking do he scores he's gonna score way too many points he's gonna make this draft pick higher than i want it to be i want Bijan robinson i want options for quarterbacks i and josh jacobs is gonna play me right out of that so yeah it, apparently now we're there with donta foreman too and he's scoring me too many points too and i can't move him yet so clearly he's not enough to get me tj hawkinson so i don't even know what to do anymore <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to Trade Addicts 8, where Kane Fissell just mess. He texts me. He's like, trade with me. Okay. So I sent him Dalvin Cook for Chris Godwin and a 23 third. I'm not sure he checked it before he accepted it. Like, that's how quickly it got accepted. <laughs> 
And I'm like, you, might, you should probably check them first. He's like, we're supposed to do that? And I'm like, eh, now you think about it, it just sounds like a waste of time. <laughs> so yeah, so Dalvin Cook for Chris Godwin in a third. Um, I will just say now, I traded away Dalvin Cook for Chris Godwin because I am losing my confidence in my TA8 team. So I figured, give me the running, give me the wide receiver over the running back because dynasty value. And I'm, he still score points. And I'm pretty much with you there. I, I and I, I am pretty. I'm still pretty high on Godwin. What is he? 26 now. Something like uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, and mm. he's still got quite a few good years left. Dalvin Cook probably does not. And I don't have their numbers in front of me, but I mean, Dalvin hasn't been killing it this year. He's had some good games, but I would bet they're. Uh, they're, by the end of the year, anyway, I bet their points per game aren't going to be crazy off from each other anyway. So I'll take the the plus, even if it's a third, and, and the guy I'm probably getting more years out of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Godwin's not really honestly doing all that great. This one, the Buccaneers offense isn't doing all that great this year. But ever since coming back from injury, like we're writing off week one because he didn't even play the whole seat, the whole right. week. But he came back week four. So week four through eight, he's averaging around 13, 14 points a game, which is probably his floor. Like, I feel like that's like a Chris yeah. Godwin floor when next year you, you'll be lucky to get a second for Dalvin Cook. <laughs> you know, like... And Cook and yeah, averaging he, 16 a game. Yeah, and... So it's not that crazy different. Yeah, especially when you put the dynasty value on top of it. And, and that's really all it was. Like, I figured I'd get close enough in points, but it would gain me in dynasty value. And that's really what I was looking for because, again, I... I like a lot of the pieces on that team in TAA, but I just, I don't think it's good enough. So I figured, let me try and gain some value. Yeah. Any strong feelings, John? No, it's pretty much dead even to me. And especially, you know, when you consider what the two teams are trying to do, one contend and one tank, you know, or rebuild, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, it's, it just makes sense for both sides. So makes it even better. Cool. TA9. So we had, we actually had someone bow out of the league, which by the way, I mean, PSA here, if you want to leave a league, don't worry about doing it now. Like your commissioner will most likely appreciate you not screwing up a team or you phoning it in. Like the way this worked, this happened with me. I got a a DM and there, there was just like, look, I'm planning on leaving at the end of the season. I can play the rest if you want me to, but if you can find a replacement, that's cool. You know, just let me know. And I mean, it's a trade addicts league. I was able to, you know, it's pretty easy to replace them <laughs> in a trade addicts league. Um, so that's what happened. And in the world of Twitter, it is so easy to find replacements for leagues even now. So again, if you're thinking about leaving a league, talk to the commissioner. Of course, don't be a jerk about it. Just do do what this guy did. Just say, look, I'm leaving after the season. If you want to replace me now, that is absolutely fine. Clearly I paid and it's going to, you know, I'm not asking for my money back because you shouldn't. And that would be a jerk move if you did. Um, And then I'm sure they'll be able to replace you. I'm sure like if anything, even if they do say, hey, just, you know, stick around until I can find someone. There's nothing bad about that. Unless it's like your brother running the league and then he gets mad at you. That's 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 a family thing. You have to deal with that on your own. Uh, But since that happened, uh, the guy came in and the trade was Patrick Mahomes and 224 seconds for Kyler Murray and DeAndre Swift. Now, Superflex, dude, what do you think of this one? <laughs> Man, I mean, I, I think that that's probably about the right p- price for Mahomes. I love DeAndre Swift, though, and uh, especially now with Hawkinson gone, 
Um, I, I won't say Jamal vacated. Season, baby. <laughs> there you go. I won't say vacated targets because uh, we know that Peter Howard has effectively made that a bad word. But it, it, I do think that there's even more opportunity for DeAndre Swift in the passing game without TJ Hawkins in there. So uh, more quality targets, if nothing else. Um, and the dirty little secret about Superflex is it, we're not really looking for quarterback upgrades necessarily. Uh, I, you know, Mahomes and Josh Allen are consistent every single week. Like they, there is some value in that, but for the most part, we just need warm bodies because they all score so similarly every single week. They all have the same basic floor they all have the same upside so uh, you know as much as i would rather have mahomes and kyler murray i'm just not willing to do it at that price i think it's fair but i wouldn't i, I don't want to i wouldn't how many how many points per game you think is different right now between mahomes and kyler i won't uh, cheater it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably kind of a lot at the moment kyler started off pretty slow Five. Five. I mean, it's a little over five See, that's, points. Yeah, like and, that's Swift is easily going to make that up every single week for you. You can stay on the field. Well, yeah, but like, <laughs> like honestly, it's funny. It's like you said. Like if you want to go and move up to acquire Mahomes, this is probably what you have to do. Yeah, and I have to be honest. I love getting the two seconds back. Like that makes it so much better for me. I don't care that they're 24 getting two seconds back may would make me feel so much better hmm. about, you know, trading away all of those points. And like, I like the idea of Swift, but I've been off of him fantasy wise for a while just hmm. because he hasn't been on the field long enough to do it. I know when he is on the field, he usually has the points per game. You know, he's George Kittle of, of running backs when he's on the field, he's giving you those points per game where he, should be a one at his position, but I, I don't know he's on there long enough for me to care enough. So if I can trade Kyler, a guy who is frustrating me, and Swift, a guy who is frustrating me, to go get Patrick Mahomes and two seconds, I think I do that. But also, like you said, I think the value is absolutely, like, I think this is a great trade. Yeah. Like, value-wise, I think this is pretty perfect, but I think I want Mahomes in this case. Yeah, I I agree more with John. I would not surprisingly, I would shake the trade down at quarterback to pick up the stud running back. And I get that he's got on the field issues, but uh, you know, staying on the field issues, I should say. But I also agree with John too that I think with Hawk on that 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 could be even arrow up more for for DeAndre Swift. And if he can, if he. Can, He's, you know, he's already missed his three or four games. So if he can stay mostly healthy the rest of the year, then then we could see like even even more than we've gotten this season when he's been on the field. So I, I, I'm with John. I just love DeAndre Swift so much as a talent that I and Kyler is is close enough for me. You know, I Kyler is higher than than higher level than most of the quarterbacks I have on a lot of my team. So uh I, I would take Kyler and the stunt running back even with the, the seconds thrown in the Mahomes. All right, let's move on to trade addicts ten. Also There's... Russ, by the way, you're a sinner for this uh trade offer I just got from you. I know. <laughs> How bad uh, is it? 
Uh, I, so it, it, it's, uh, it's Donta Foreman. I'd be giving up Donta Foreman for the last pick in, uh, uh, the second round in 2024. So. No, no, no. It, it's J Mike's. It's not J Mike. It's J Mike's reckoning. Oh, that yeah, helps. The so second to last. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 11, Jesse Reeves. That's a little bit better. He's he's, but I mean, he's on a mission. I don't oh, know. Yes. Yeah. This is um, what happens. He's when the only one willing to try and take on J Mike pretty yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's so tough because there's, there is value in me trading away Donta Foreman right now and it is a second you don't know what's going to happen by next year end of next year yeah i just man i hate waiting on on future draft picks so i don't know uh all right well let me let's that makes you a sinner though because that's a that like you kind of force my hand there like i pretty much have (laughs) to make that trade right i mean i think you're you're also getting pretty (laughs) peer pressured into it right now that's true but let's let's talk about a Deonta Foreman trade because we do have one, and it also was involving me, and this is clearly a different league. Deonta Foreman and a late second for an early second. Now, this is – the late second is from the team that is currently in first place by – I mean, the record is 6-2, and two and there's another 6-2 and two team, except – they have the most points for by 133. So a lot, like a like a full week, you know, lead they have. So this is going to be a very late second. The second going, the early, the one we called an early second is an 0 and 18. And there is no 1 and 17, by the way. So, you know, there's, there are two wins stuck in last place. So this is probably looking like Deonta Foreman and the 212 for the 201. Seeing as how you can't really get a second for Deonta Foreman, and I've been trying like heck in TA1, even Mm -hmm. after the two straight weeks of balling out, the best offers I got were someone offered me Brian Robinson and someone offered me Rashad White. Is that a player? (laughs) Or was it Amir White? (laughs) I don't remember Rashad anymore. White, probably. Yeah, I, I reject. White's the better white. <laughs> no, wait. It was the Raiders. No, oh, that's Samir White. Samir White. Yeah. Like, regardless, like I don't want a running back on my rebuilding team. That's all it comes down to. So I just rejected both of them, and I offered them both four seconds, and they both got rejected very quickly. So I, I first of all, I mean, I was the one acquiring Foreman in this one. So I liked the idea of this. Like, when if you can, by all means. Maybe not as easily as this one, where it was like clearly the team that's in first and clearly the team that's in last and swap those with Foreman on there. I like the idea of this, like, hey, move back a couple of spaces and I'll give you a running back you'll be able to use for the rest of the season. I would just like to point out I have a better all play record than the team that's clearly in first. I just <laughs> had to get that out there. <laughs> yeah. Less points, though. Only like 25, but. I mean, it, I I like this because this is the way that you get second round value out of Dante Foreman without actually getting a second. Holy because crap! It, you're four and four. I know it's ridiculous. That's why I didn't even look that far down. Do you guys do all play in that one? No, but we have no, no. But you can oh, look okay. at what the all play record is in the power rankings. Yeah. Oh, got it. Okay. Oh dang! I yes, have I've, I've had seven all play in this league. <laughs> Yours is better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're second enough. You actually have a better all-play record than that guy, too. But Yeah, but it's just uh, better. 
he also has like three first still. So I mean, yeah, not that's done. true. All right, but let, I mean, let's go back to the actual yes talk itself. You, you know, this. moving all the way up in a in a round at the expense of a one year running back play. Yeah, I think that's like, the perfect way to handle it. Yeah, I I mean, kind of the way to think about it is like what pick would you have to add to uh to 212 to move up to 201 and it's probably an earlier second it's probably around like 204 and 212 maybe that gets you to 201 so i mean you're essentially getting 204 value for donta foreman if you use yeah. that dirty math so which is i think better than what you're what you're gonna get, gonna get anywhere yeah. else yeah, because you're again straight up for a pick. I I've tried every single team that wants to score points, and I couldn't even get what probably would be the two eleven because I haven't tried for Rocky's second because I don't know where it is. Yeah, that I mean, would think, obviously be the two twelve. Obviously, yes, but yeah, I think we talked about it last week on the yeah. pod, and I said no way I would give up the second for him, but I would consider this like I, I think that's the perfect way to try and get the most value out of them is is to move up in the second if you can if you can pull that off. Mm-hmm. All right, our last trade is a big boy trade, and why this guy's team is also now better than everyone else's. <laughs> oh, I guess I should have read this one first because this was the first move of Deonta Foreman. How then I got him? <laughs> so this first place—I mean, let's—it's P. Win, the jerk that made me create this <laughs> league in the first place. Um, actually, that was Bosch's fault, but you know. He's been begging for a TA league for like three years now. So two 23 firsts that were in the middle, you know, we're not really sure how they're going to end. Cause there is a big chunk in the middle. Like Rocky's team is great, but a four and four. So not really sure. So two random 23 firsts, Deonta Foreman, a 23 fourth and fifth for Josh Jacobs, Sam Ellinger, a 24 first and a 23 second and third. Like, I didn't even bother. Like, I saw the trade, and I'm like, okay, two firsts for Jacobs and a 24 first. Okay. Like, that's kind of what my brain did, because there was so much going on. Yeah. Like, Jacobs is doing what he's doing. Do you really see getting him? Like, do you really see getting a 23 first for him right now? Not. The answer should be really. yes. Yeah, you should. It you should, should but I haven't been able to. At least. Yeah. <laughs> In TA6. So that's why I didn't think adding on those other picks was a big de- like a 24 first. Yeah, it sucks to give up. But again, he was able this guy was able to then turn down to Foreman pretty much into an early second and giving up seconds and thirds, whatever, to go get 23 firsts. I I would easily include 23 seconds and thirds if the result was me getting a first out of it in 23. Yeah. So like I'm almost writing off most of this trade as two firsts for Jacobs a starting quarterback, even though I don't want to ever start that guy, and a 24 first. So I, I kind of like this trade. I think it's good for both of them. I hate how good it is for Win because it makes his team better and he still has draft capital. Yeah. But like, yeah. I, I like this trade. I think it works well for both of them. Yeah. I, I agree. It's fair. I, I think I think it's kind of what you were saying. I, would, I think I would take the 23 first sign uh, just because I – I do think they're, you know, still so valuable. And Jacobs in a 24 first for 223 first. I'd still think I'd rather have 223 first. And then maybe I can, you know, I can buy something that has longer term value and scoring points with, with one of those 23 or both of those 23 first than, than Jacobs. So, I mean, I get it. They didn't take his fifth year option. He's still only 24. 
Like True. He's been in the league yeah. 2019, 20, 21, and now it's 22. So he's in the league four years, and he's the age of when Najee Harris came into the league. Yeah, I'm not saying I mean, he's going to disappear. Maybe that's a bad thing because he has the NFL wear and tear on his body. But, like, it's not like he ever really had a workhorse role or anything. So, like, let him move somewhere else and be the 1A in a committee, and I'll be completely fine with that. Yeah, I'm not saying he's going to disappear. It's just a matter of, yeah, if he's going to get the volume that he gets with the Raiders, if he if he does go somewhere else. and doesn't... I mean, he'll actually catch a pass if he goes somewhere else. That's true. Because what the heck, man? <laughs> Above all else, if it feels like I, we need to jump up on the soapbox and talk to the contenders in these dynasty leagues if Josh Jacobs isn't, like, if you're not willing to give up your late first for Josh Jacobs right now. Like, this is the year to just to just go for it to go all in I, a, a percentage of your league just you know just took themselves out of contention before the season even started and more and more of them are peeling out right now this is it's it's getting easier and easier you're getting more teams out of the way it's getting easier to go get a championship i know that this 2023 first round is going to be good but you know what's better a fantasy freaking championship josh jacobs gets you there if it if you can get him for you know one eleven one twelve you do it. It makes it tougher though when you, the team is stacked and has three of the twenty three firsts in the league. <laughs> J Mike TA six. I'm trying to sell Josh Jacobs. Damn it! He's <laughs> like I don't need no stinking Josh Jacobs. Look at my team. <laughs> that league is so tough I, that's why i made the trade in the first place i could not get a freaking quarterback for anything and i was like malik willis for josh jacobs i i know that that value is way way off but this is the only way i can get a quarterback <laughs> all right that is the end of the trades we have listener questions and man we have we have three questions one of them is like 10 words and the other two are like 10 paragraphs <laughs> let's get into it at the jake earl who are some waiver wire targets from the trade deadline fallout is there any uh, there's not a lot Dion jackson kyron williams I, don't, I know it has nothing much to do with the actual trading but like this is going to be his backfield when he comes in healthy yeah like cam Akers is not a thing anymore darrell henderson isn't their guy anymore so i really do think kyron williams is going to come back in i don't think he's on waiver wires at this point he's probably still on the back of someone's roster but if you can have him as a throw-in in a trade i would absolutely go after him and yeah Deion jackson really is like the best one to think of yeah, yeah. i got i got nothing like, <laughs> it's it, so it's not a trade deadline move but you know christian mccaffrey two weeks ago basically uh the chuba hubbard kind of comes out of that i know i should be continuing to pump up the value of donta foreman uh, when I'm trying to sell him here, but uh, you know, the, just kind of the the most likely scenario, like it, it, that workload probably is too much for a power back who invites oh. contact. <laughs> you know, yeah, they point. absolutely will split because they are very different backs. And at some point, you probably Chuba Hubbard probably has that that backfield to himself for at least a couple weeks. Yeah. Sorry, I'm super distracted. I have a friend who's an artist, and he made a Harry Potter shirt, and I don't think he put Hufflepuff on the entire shirt, and I have to go yell at him after this. <laughs> what, what the hell jerk. is he thinking? 
right? The disrespect is just ugh. at noob engineer. I need help from people that from people that are smarter than me. Man, he did the mm. wrong show. Where's yeah? Where did <laughs> yeah. that come from? Hold on, let me get Zach on the phone <laughs> real quick. Um, I have a team. I was lucky enough to win last year, but it's falling apart this year. I have Kelsey. What should teams do with Kelsey that aren't in a great position to win? I know he is older, but should I still hold him? I do think I can turn it around in a year, but I also know every year his value will be lower. Would you hypothetically hold him if you are two years away? I hate the tight end position so much. I think we spent a lot of time, Agreed. you know, regards to how we feel about the tight end position at this point. But so. we were saying he's that dude. Um, honestly, hold on to him until really? if you have a deadline that moment or like right before the playoffs and be like, you want to win the league? This guy is going to win you the league. He is the lone positional advantage besides Josh Allen. Like those two are the positional advantages and that's really it. And I think you will be able to get a good price for him. And if you can't, there is no shame in holding that dude until next year. If you think you can be decent. Like I don't hate holding on to Travis Kelsey because I get that you you use words. It is late. Um, Fantasy players reach an age where it is tough for their dynasty value to catch up to their, to their fantasy value. But at tight end, it has to matter because there are so few good ones that he's like one of the very few players, even me being me, wouldn't just trade him away for the hell of it. Like it needs to be worth it to have Travis Kelsey leave my team. I am fine letting that man retire on my team, even if my team is bad. I, yeah, I, I you can go, John. I, I I wouldn't go quite that far personally. I and again, I mean, I I hate tight ends; they're annoying. And but part of it is, you know, we kind of we we almost treat this, you know, when we talk about the positional advantage, quote unquote, that you get with Travis Kelsey. It's it, we're we're kind of talking about it as if the game is my tight end versus your tight end, and the reality is. I've got nine or 10 other players, you know, in my, it's my lineup versus your lineup. So if I don't have Travis Kelsey, there are other ways for me to make that up. Uh, First of all, I, I've, I'm in the exact same boat as everybody else in the league, except for whoever has Kelsey and Andrews. I'm living the exact same life. But beyond that, even when I do run into those two, I can still make those points up at other positions. So the positional advantage is a little bit mythological and and it's not something that I'm willing to chase. So, I mean, I think that you've got to get the, you've got to get full value for Kelsey, but I, I, uh, you know, I, I would definitely be shopping him pretty aggressively. What would it take? Um, man, like, I, I mean, so what I like to do is kind of is bunch him and Andrews in with the wide receivers, essentially, and just call it the the pass catcher positions. And, you know, kind of think about the guys who score this, you know, relative to, to uh, you know, Kelsey and, you know, include any premiums and it's going to make it a little tougher. But there are guys, there are plenty of guys who score in the same neighborhood as Kelsey on a weekly basis. And, you know, I think that you should be able to to get any one of those guys. 
Um, I mean, AJ Brown is always the guy that immediately comes to mind, but you know, that's, that's the type of guy that I would, um, I would equate to, uh, to Travis Kelsey. I mean, I think, I think you guys have pretty much said it. I, I, I would be very much trying not to hold him through next year uh, or into next year. I, at some point there's going to be a time where he drops off and I don't want to be left holding the bag when he does. So if I'm not contending, I, I mean, I'm not selling him for a second or something, but yeah. uh, I, I even if I had to take maybe even give a little bit of a discount, I might do that just a slight discount, but I agree with you, Reza. I think you hold them until either the deadline or right around the playoffs. And I think you'll get what you want for him. You'll get like a a 23 first and maybe a little something on top or something like that. Uh, Especially if the 23 first is coming from the playoff team that's trading you, you know, trading you for him. It's there first. So, uh, I, I would do everything I can not to hold him into next year if I'm not contending. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely think that he's someone uh, to move and do it right when you said you pretty much nailed it. <laughs> Good job. All right. Our last question at Bueno Fantasy wanted to talk about the 21 QB draft class. All anyone could do before and after draft was gush over this class but one and a half years in and none looks close to being a top QB, let alone a top fantasy QB. He put in parentheses fields, maybe. Yes. (laughs) And now I'm hearing similar love for Stroud, Young, et cetera, and the hype will start anew. Regarding 21 class, what are we doing with this group? And what lessons did that pre-draft hype give us that we can use once Stroud at all, wow, fancy, at all (laughs) hype overtakes Dynasty come January? Um, I do just want to interject a little bit. I don't think there was really any hype about Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. Like they were, they were drafted in the first round of rookie drafts because they were drafted in the first round of the NFL. Like, I don't think there was real hype about those guys, but I mean, the hype for. Some like Zach Wilson. There were people that had him over one of those other three. That's wrong. Um, (laughs) Agreed. I mean, Lawrence, clearly there was the hype, but I'm writing off last year. I will. I will fight and die on that hill of Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. If anything was a detriment to his career, as opposed to anything to be held against him in general, like, mm-hmm. like last year, Jaguar should be erased from everyone's memory, including yeah. everyone on that team, especially everyone on that team. Like that, yeah. that's how bad that was. But I mean, Superflex, dude, talk about it. Like, how do you feel about the 21 class now? And I mean, I'll just throw it out there. We can't hold it against Lance either for getting hurt, but (laughs) like, how do you feel about it? And do you think it's a lesson you take forward with you going into this class where we may have another four or five QBs in the first round of, well, both NFL and rookie drafts? I mean, I think the real lesson, and we probably should have learned it in, what was it? 2017, 2018 um, with, you know, another, yeah. yeah, another pretty heavy class of, quarterbacks starting with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, you know, I, I I think that the lesson that we should have learned then and carried into 2021 was to temper the expectations a little bit as far as, you know, what are we looking for out of these quarterbacks? The, the idea that we're going to get Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen or Justin Mahomes a a year and a half into yeah, well, and, halfway. Yeah, just not the first and, year. And Josh Allen took even longer to develop. So, yep. you know, for a while there, it looked like he was a bust. 
It was so really smart. And he was what the last one of them drafted in the NFL draft, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like I said earlier, like, I, you know, the, the dirty secret being that we're really just kind of looking for guys with job security. We're looking for warm bodies at quarterback. We don't need elite scoring because, you know, at the end of the day, these guys, like it's a, it's a marginal difference between, you know, the top guys and the lower tier guys in terms of both. John and I agree more than people think. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We just use it differently. Yeah. We try and sell the fight. You guys stop. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, and, and this is why I, this is why QBX for me, because I don't believe that there's a silver bullet out there. Even if you had Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen, you know, Rocky knows all too well, this is a strategy that he employs. He, he feels like he can find quarterbacks in the middle rounds who can compete with that combination. And it, it's absolutely true. We know this for a fact. So the reason for quarterback extreme is just more, more bites at the apple, essentially, you know, more options on a given, in a given week, because what really moves the needle at quarterback is matchups. So, you know, we don't, we don't need elite level talent. We just need guys who are going to earn a job and earn some job security. And I think that we got that. I still think we got everything we needed from 2021. I think I, I, even Josh Allen and to, for some reason, Mac Jones, they seem to have a, you know, a little bit of uh job security going forward as well. So, you know, I, 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 I think that's the big thing is, you know, just just don't let your eyes get too big when you're looking for quarterbacks in a rookie draft. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what I think John made a really good point there. And and the job security thing is big. I think the only one I think I'd be concerned about at all at this point in terms of job security is is Zach Wilson of those five. Ugh, he's um, so bad. It's yeah, he's so bad. Um, uh, which I have been saying since day one. I would just like to read. We get it, Rocky. You're good at the game. <laughs> <laughs> the one twelve. We oh, no, I've gotten many things wrong, but Zach Wilson, I got right. So I gotta, I gotta keep harping on it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, these guys too are, and I still. I'm not totally there on Lawrence, but he's been a he's a QB one on the season. Uh, Fields is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, QB six since they started letting him throw the ball. Uh, so the, these guys are already starting to come around in year two. Mac Mac Jones is what Mac Jones is. We never thought he was going to be a stud. Even guys who liked him, I I liked him a little bit. I had him uh, as my QB four after those big three. And I, I thought he could be solid. And I still think he can kind of maybe inch his way up to more top 15 where, where he's not really been yet. But, but yeah, I, mean, he, I think he's going to have job security for a while uh, as well, despite uh, Bailey Zappi. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and Lance, I mean, Lance, the only question mark is the injury. So, I mean, we haven't gotten to see him yet, but I, I think the job security, st- you invest three first round picks in a guy, he's getting at least the rest of that rookie contract. And unless he plays like Zach Wilson, he's going to, he, he's probably going to get a second contract. So uh, he's probably going to perform pretty well, just based on what, what he's going to be able to do with his legs alone. So uh, kind of like what we're seeing from uh, a fields. I mean, he's, at least from a fantasy perspective, especially, uh, you know, Fields is, is performing well. And, and and we're seeing Fields perform more better with his arm, too, in his second year. So I think John made a really good point, just that, that you know, you got to give these guys a little time. 
uh, and and the job security is going to be there for any guys coming out, and that and that's that is a big important thing. Uh, we've talked about it before when John and I have talked quarterbacks. Is uh, I do like to try and get him in rookie drafts for for that very reason. That that especially a lot of times we see those later guys hit like the Herberts and the Allens and things like that. And, and even if they don't, you still got a guy for the next three or four years. So mm-hmm. so yeah, I think that, that that's kind of an important lesson to take from it. Yes. All right, well, the QB duelists dropped we their weapons awesome. and yeah. had, a, had a nice hug in the middle. And uh, I, <laughs> I have nothing to add to that because that went so well. Um, but that is the end of our show sheet. So that is the end of our show. So before we head out, John, why don't you remind everyone who you are, what you do, and where they could find what you do? I'm as Superflex dude, and I roster quarterbacks pretty much exclusively. That's what I do. Um, I piss Rocky off with that. Uh, that's what I do. Um, but I also host you do Superflex. It well. You do it well. <laughs> yes, I still don't recommend five, but yes, yeah, I, I know what what John likes to do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I host the Superflex Super Show. I uh, do a bunch of different things for DynastyLeagueFootball.com. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I now, uh, roster Malik Willis in uh trade addict six. Thanks to Rocky. <laughs> and you're about to get Deonta Foreman off your team. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our stuff, patreon.com slash trade addicts pod. You can watch us record and see, I mean, it was multiple times this show I was dancing. So if you want to see what a fool I look like when I do that, or you can watch Rocky not pay attention because uh, what was it called again? The world, some what? weird shape. <laughs> they have some weird shape. Billy's baby up two one. by the way, they won seven nothing tonight. So nice. Cool. What does that mean? I don't know. So yes, <laughs> uh, you can watch us record, jump in in the chat. If you want to, we also have the awesome group me chat, the cool kids club, which I mean, it is what it sounds like. It is just a bunch of cool people in there. Um, ffpodshirts.storeenvy.com so many t-shirts mugs stickers from all of your favorite podcasts including the superflex super show and everyone else on the dap network and oh yeah and all the lovely stuff again if you were a patron two out of the three out of the four shirts hanging behind john you can get on ff pod shirts um also every single penny that comes in goes straight to fantasy cares every single penny we get gets donated so you get some awesome stuff some kids get some awesome stuff for the holidays and everybody wins and on that note i win because i get to go to bed good night everybody thank Thank you for listening to the great addict podcast a member of the dls family of podcast and a proud member in the dicey addict podcast network Follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FF Addict. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Addict Podcast. Poopy Pan, that is the best. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <laughs>